This episode of the Rad Broadcast is brought to you by Tech2U. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads. They'll even recycle electronics. Visit www tech2u.com that's tech the number two u.com or call 888-340-8324 that's 888-340-8324 for tech2u the rad the rad broadcast so we made our way back to casa de brandon and uh, mm-hmm. we've cooked up some New York strip um, and some salmon in the fashion of, uh, what, what was his name? Alton Brown. Alton Brown released this, uh, this hack because he ran out of uh, butter and, and oil at his house. So he thought, you know what, I'm going to cook a steak in some mayo. Yes, I And remember. because Alton Brown is basically... The authority on all things cooking for me. <laughs> uh, I had to try it, and I'm very anti mayo. I can't stand mayo as it, as itself, like on its own. I won't have mayo on my burger if unless it's like mixed in with other things. Like if it's a garlic aioli, then it's totally acceptable. Acceptable, but because it just on its own, I just don't like it. I don't know if it's a texture thing. It doesn't have any flavor. It doesn't add anything to it. The only thing it is is a binder for things. No. So I don't. I don't understand this. You, talk you don't right understand here. mayo no. being just a binder. Mayo. There's so much about mayonnaise that is absolutely undeniable. There's so many good things. But I have listened to your show enough times uh, on Rad, and this is the first time I actually get to like tell you how crazy you really are. No, mayonnaise is delicious. No, mayonnaise. Is it not. belongs on everything. No. Um, although this is a first uh, mayonnaise steak and mayonnaise salmon. The man. Okay, so the mayonnaise salmon is is not wasn't really planned, but is sworn by Mrs. Brandon that. What are you doing? I want my hat. Oh. What are you doing here? I'm gonna cover up my baldness. What you guys? Your impression. Oh, okay. Why so are you? Just, well, I Damn! Know you're, I don't know if you're doing a Facebook Live thing. I, oh, I would have warned you if That's I was saying Facebook. The only reason why I was asking. Yeah, no Facebook I Live. I don't think he trusts me. I well, do you are so trust trustworthy. You? I can't even say. He didn't look me in the eye and say that. Do you trust me? Yes, I trust you. He blinked. He still blinked. She did serve <sighs> the okay. salmon and steak to us on a plate. It was, it's beautiful. It was wonderful. I loved it. So Mrs. Brandon <laughs> thought that she would also throw in this mayo salmon and that there's parmesan cheese in the mayo mixture is it and it's barbecued um in tin foil so it's basically steamed in the tin foil so, go ahead it's mayonnaise a little salt a little pepper we used our smoked garlic we smoked garlic cloves yesterday it's basically roasted garlic yeah in the smoker it's roasted garlic but it's in a smoker and then uh the parmesan cheese and you mix it. It's not a lot of mayo. It's maybe like two tablespoons for a full thing. No, it looks good. It's it's definitely got like this browned crust on it. Um, so I'm not as excited about the salmon. I know because but this is the only way you. It's a lot do of it. mayo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, can um, I describe it's it? It's not yeah, mayo. Go for it. It's All right, cheese. so for the listeners, this it looks like there's a, a caked layer of cheese caramelized mayo chunk. It actually kind of looks like a big booger. Mm. Not gonna lie. No, oh, but it looks Because I know how difficult this is for him to take this bite, and I want him to right. suffer. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do You have dissed mayo so much. So And hard. for all mayo lovers here, I get to watch him. I'm gonna do this. You're gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna do the same delicious. Alright, here we go. Alright. It's still warm. It is still warm. And it's it didn't like it didn't <laughs> it looks amazing. It didn't like ooze mayo over it, so it's <laughs> not like spilling over or anything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really smell like mayo. Mm. What? I'm oh, sorry. What? What oh, was that? Man. That is so good. <laughs> I've been trying to get you to try this for five Holy years. Holy crap. Five okay. years, you D- guys. Dig into that I don't understand. Like... What is... That was a new language. Mm? Mm. No, that was yum. Wait, that must mean something. Mm. I don't know what that means. Mm. Right, so. Okay. Yeah, that's really good. But, again, the mayonnaise... What do you think? Oh, my God. It's excellent, right? That's delicious. So what I think is happening here is this is basically an aioli. It's got the roasted garlic. It's got the... So it's not like it's just a layer of mayonnaise. Now with the steak, it's a completely different story. The only thing that we added to the mayonnaise is pepper. So we salted the steak while it was getting to room temperature on the counter. And then we slathered a layer of mayo on the steak before we... Put it in a cast iron skillet. Would you hand me that, please? We need to hydrate. The skillet was in the oven for about 10, 15 minutes while it was preheating to 500 degrees. So the pan, super hot. So we threw the steak on there. All it had was salt, pepper, and mayo. So here we go. Here we go. Perfectly cooked, by the way. (laughs) You know what? It just tastes like steak. There's nothing different about it. There's no, I, I think, I think it's perfectly cooked steak, but I don't think that it like makes it stand out any more than if we were to cook it in butter or oil. It actually tastes more like we cooked it in oil than it doesn't have the saltiness yeah. from butter. But that's there's all none that, that. There's none of that buttery salt well, flavor. Mayo that's all that mayo is. Like five ingredients. No, it's, it's egg whites, vinegar, lemon. Mm. I don't know, salt. What else is in there? Okay, so that's that is a confirmed excellent hack from Sir Alton Brown himself. I think it was excellent. Perfect. Very delicious. <clears throat> and I am the lucky one to receive this experiment. I had no idea this was happening today. Now what do you think of a steak? Um, anytime someone cooks me a steak, uh, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Anytime Brandon cooks me a steak, I'm gonna cancel all plans and I'm gonna make it over there. Uh, no, this is this is delicious. Is it? Yeah, this is delicious. It's a good steak. It's a New York steak. I don't normally cook them. I like a ribeye. I prefer ribeye. Or if I'm gonna scrimp it, I go a sirloin. But this is good. A sirloin? Yeah. That'd be a good way to do the oyster steaks. Hmm. Lately, I'm going to be honest, I've been on a hamburger kick. Have you? Mm-hmm. Why is that? I don't know. Just like making different types of hamburger. <clears throat> and so, then what's, your, what's, your, what's your favorite type of burger you've done so far? Uh, Black Angus beef, 80-20, because I like my fat in there. Me too. Mm-hmm. More flavor. 
Yeah. There's got to be... I've tried a 90-10. Ugh. <laughs> it doesn't even stay together. Well, it was at a time where I really didn't look at the... Uh, I didn't look at the, the, the tags. I didn't care. Yeah. And, I and, and sometimes, sometimes they get laid on the other ones, like the 80-20s. Yeah. So they're like in the same di- section. But there was a difference in the taste. Oh, totally. And I was like, why is this... this Tastes, this is a horrible hamburger. Like there's, this is a dry. I never cook my shit dry, and so I went back to the, um, went back to the store and kind of looked at them like. Asked for a uh, refund. Well, no. Then I was like, well, screw it. I went and got a seventy thirty. <gasps> bro, <laughs> bro. And again, I wasn't no, paying, wasn't paying right. attention to that. I had gotten a good price, and it wasn't just a patty. Mm-hmm. It was a whole log. Oh, it was like one yeah, of those yeah, 10 yeah. pound logs. Yeah. And I I don't eat a lot of red meat and I knew this would last me for Ever? quite a while. And I have, yeah, I have the, <laughs> uh, yeah, right? <laughs> I have a food saver too. So I was like, I'll just package up the rest. Well, I pulled out one of those puppies. And I remember when I was, when I was um, food packaging them, as I'm closing them up, as they're closing up, it had a different color to it as yeah. it closing up. Almost and what it was, and it, it just didn't dawn on me, what the fuck is that? This shit's turning like white. And it was the fat yep. just being pressed and into that, out sucked out. And I'm like, what is it? And distilled, didn't dawn on me. And I, I'm an idiot, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's just, you don't think about that. So I pulled the meat out, I fry it up, and as I'm frying it up, it's just, and, and I'm, I'm real, I, I know 70 30, I'm like, Jesus, this is a, when they say 70 30, it was just dripping in fat. Oh, yeah. So I realized I needed a happy middle, but it, you don't find that out until you, I guess you experiment. You just start grabbing random meat. I Man, I, I can't remember the last time I, I got a chub of meat. I mean, I know the last time I got a chub. Should we take a break and, and finish our food and come back yes, to this? Please. All right. So we're back from our lunch break, and uh, we I think we've come to the conclusion that the steak with the mayo was okay. Like it was it was good, but it wasn't as good as the mayo on the salmon, right? Oh yes, I'm sorry. I thought you were saying that the uh, mayo with the salmon. Um, yeah, no, I would absolutely say the salmon over the steak. Yeah, and I think it had to do with the the roasted garlic that was in there, and the that was and good. the cheese that all that all enhanced those flavors for the salmon for sure. But uh, I, I don't see why we couldn't do a mayo on a steak in the future. But I would just rather I think I would rather have butter because you get so much more flavor mm. from the butter. It was oily. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, that's what mayo is. Yeah. It's just it, oil. Definitely. But that it was not something I normally marry with steak. Right. And when the second time came around and we tasted it, um, I don't know. I, I definitely identified that uh, after the rip. I was like, nah, I don't know if I'd do this again. Well, that was fun. That was the first time I've actually taken a lunch break for a podcast and recorded it and then come back to do the second part of the podcast. So. Which, by the way, to be the person... <laughs> to do, to share. I'm used to say um, I was riding totally awesome. Oh yeah, you you would be the one <clears throat> to enjoy a lunch on a podcast because whenever we hang out, you have to eat my food. Absolutely, that's all. Of you course, have to do. yeah. That's so, usually the first thing I ask you when I get there. <laughs> what are we eating? What you kicking, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I was driving through the neighborhood. I smelled some. Oh, that's Brandon. <laughs> so before the uh, before the lunch break, mm-hmm. we were talking about your you being a dad, you being a single father. Correct. Since yeah. uh, after you after you got your brain tumor removed, you said you you've been having an uphill battle, um, but 
you by all accounts have been a great father. Everybody that I know and every, everything that I've seen just is proof that you could still be a great parent and a great father if you don't have the whole family unit together. So, um, I I do want to commend you on that, but I, I know that you have some thoughts on on fatherhood and and where you stand and your observations of it all. Well, I mean, we definitely have gotten into deep conversations about dads. It seems to be something that we, we get pretty deep on. Yeah. Um, a couple of barbecues at your place. Um, yeah, it does. It is. Well, being a dad, it, it, I don't know. Uh, how it doesn't change you would probably be a question that I come up with, not from anything that I know esoterically or like got some, you know, great, great wisdom. But it's just um, from your experience. So far, yeah. Right? Yeah. Just from my experience the stuff that I, that I'm going through, you know, facing even my own mortality. Um, and it, you know, I say that humbly um, because it's not really something you think about. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like, it's very new for me uh, to, to have these type of thoughts. Um, and it, it definitely had me looking at my son, uh, possibly with different, you know, different, a different lens, you know, mm-hmm. than other, the other parents. Um, but yeah, I absolutely <clears throat> in my, <laughs> in my, uh, my, the way I can get sometimes in my passion, you know me. Um, <laughs> yeah, you I get, get fired up, man. I do. I'll get fired up on dads, man. Uh, they, they drive me nuts right now. Um, just they, from what you've seen in public, like when you're playing with your kid out at the park or just in general, I think, uh, there, yeah, well, there's multiple facets that, that that was a stupid word facets. Who even uses that word. It's so lame. I don't know. Anyway. I think it's still a good word. That's yeah, a stupid word. Okay. <laughs> I just said it. Would you like me to edit that out? <laughs> no, you okay. can keep it in there. All right. Let everybody else suffer too. All right. Um, no, there's, there's, uh, I think it's the message of what dads are that really, really frustrates me. Hmm. Um, and it's, you know, for me, I understand and I accept that part of it is a, a big part of it. A huge part of it is what males have uh, presented to each generation for the last, you know, ever. So are you, are you saying that there's just, there's obvious signs that there's a degradation and in like boyhood and I'm saying what men are supposed to pass on to the next generation or just who, who men are. Okay. What are they like? Who, 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 who are they supposed to be and and how are they supposed to act? And so far from my experience, from all the TV that I, you know, I watched and the, the information that I received, whether it be from my own father, whether it be from other males in my life, you know, like teachers and and mentors or the TV or commercials Mm -hmm. and, Correct me if I'm wrong, but the opinion that I see is that fathers are clueless. <laughs> they have no clue how to raise a child at all. Uh, it's funny mm-hmm. to make fun of it. Um, dads are, they're funny in the sense of they accept it. Eh, it's just the way it is. I'll get back to my couch. And yeah. my bear. <laughs> you know, I mean, ask your mother. Yeah. Ask your mom or, oh, you having it like fathers trying to relate and speak with their daughters mm. in relation to sex or into the changes of their body and just how awkward they sell that message. Fumbling and bumbling yeah, all over their words. Like and... Being a total jackass. Yeah. Like you're in, like like I'm watching and like, God, you're an idiot. Like are you really that lame? Well you do know that's just T V, right? Uh, no. It, what what? 
<laughs> it's not all real life. No, it's not. It's real. Yeah. Don't tell me that. Well, I think that there's some, um, there's, yes, there's, there's a good reflection on that type because that, I mean, those jokes wouldn't be around unless that kind of stuff right. wasn't really happening. Exactly. And um, but so it's almost like you're saying it's, it's almost putting a microscope to, but that message has been the same since 19 mm. fricking 32 or whenever TV started or when you were in high school. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 1935 <laughs> jerk. You're shorter than me. So I just do this is true. Exactly. You always look up to me and mm-hmm. you never forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to edit that out either. I'm not going <clears> to. <throat> right. um, yeah, no, I, that message hasn't changed. Or, I mean, they're trying to with these different, you know, m- m- you know, these different models or modems of information, like the modern family. Now you have gay families, you have, which I have no problem with any of the, the, the identity issue. But what is frustrating is that so many people complain about that there are no present dads. Mm. And then we have the information through commercials, through jokes, through cartoons that, like, take The Incredibles 2. For a prime example, the story was around, and for spoil alerts, you know. If you haven't seen it by now, come on. I well, mean, the rest of I the world know. has seen it by now. <laughs> so, be, you know, it's trying to be nice, bro. So <laughs> Mr. Mr. Incredible is Mr. basically Incredible. Is stuck at yeah. home being the stay-at-home dad, but he has no idea what to do because he's a big bumbling idiot. And all he's ever known is to go out and, and do the job. But because Mrs. Incredible got yeah. this opportunity, yeah. it's forced him to be in this, you know, state of I'm right. a bumbling of idiot unknown. dad. Yeah. And then on top of that, you had Mrs. Incredible, uh, Miss Elastigirl, right? Yeah. Let's call her super hot. Is. Awesome. Super hot. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ellen Hunt voiced her. She's amazing. Not as hot. Not? Well, no. no. I would, in her I would, day, though. She I would be, bang Elastigirl. She got Watch her with Nicolas Cage in Raising Arizona. It's hilarious. All right. All right. Yeah. Raising Anyway, <clears throat> um, coming back to dads, when, it, you know, The Incredibles 2, I, f- I found that the message that this father was incapable of thinking his way through or even having the empathy or even the, it's, it's almost like we're selling the idea that fathers are incapable of having the emotions to understand their children. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that not only do I disagree with, it's because we're not teaching it to our youth, both male and female. And especially for guys, in my opinion, like we're, we're, our fathers and our father's fathers, it was hold it in, mm-hmm. you know, if you express it, you're, you know what, you're a bitch. Right. You're a you pussy. Know? If you pussy, show any emotion, you cry. Yeah. Well, I cry all the time. I cry at movies. Call me a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm attached to my emotions. They make, they make life amazing. They make, mm-hmm. they give flavor to life. That's what drama is. That's what life is about. Otherwise, you know, you're just sitting there watching the, you know, the, the flowers grow, which is fine. I mean, you like that, but emotions is what makes us. And I feel that the message out there about dads is that currently I don't see the level of complaints where there's, well, there's no dads. And it's like, well, you're not exactly selling a picture of, of dads that, that are capable. Mm-hmm. Do these guys even know that they're capable of doing that? Yeah, I think that what sets you apart from all the other fathers out there that might not be present is that you actually are self-aware and you're, you are, you may have had your experience in your life that you've seen examples of parenting, maybe from your own parents, maybe from friends' parents of how you want to be and how you don't want to be. I mean, we all, that's kind of like what the parent's job is, is to kind of give you those tools to say, I've made a mistake or this is how you do it. Or, you know, owning up to your responsibilities can also mean exposing your failures to your own children so that they can learn and and not 
pass that on to the next generation, right? Right. Yeah. And that's in like my head literally went like 500 different ways with some of the thoughts you were saying, like you <laughs> tapped on some serious, deep, good stuff. Um, I think probably the biggest thing I got my, who I am and what I know is a direct reflection of everyone I've ever met mm -hmm. good and bad. My parents, I love them to death. They did the best that they could with the information that they got. And I don't know, I'm, I don't feel I'm anybody special, but I've, I've definitely made an understanding, and I know I'm not the only one. Everybody talks about this, about change and reality, um, what you need to do to, to imbibe that, to address it, to embrace it, to make it happen, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. You know, make it happen. Go do it. The Rockies, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but what I feel is really failing to understand is that what we show people is information, mental acuity. These people are discovering who they are through more mediums than we have ever seen in, in human history. There's, you have every aspect you can think of. And if you really want it to change, then you're going to have to say to hell, to hell with everybody over 35 and over. They're kind of done. They're, they're subconscious and their, own, their operating system has been written for the most part. They can change and they absolutely will have good thoughts. But you absolutely should. We need to be taking our parenting way more seriously because we are designing and creating the next generation. Mm -hmm. What they see, what they feel, what they observe is what they are going to act when they're older. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of parents that believe now I, I do not want to speak for parents because I am I don't have kids. I don't I don't plan on having kids, so I'm not gonna speak for parents. But from my observation, from my little post here, where I can see people living out their lives as parents, I see a, a lot of parents that would rather um, plug and play and just kids in front of iPads and have them yeah. learn through YouTube and from the baby G Einsteins or whatever they are. Yeah. And you know, it's, it, no kids aren't getting read to, I, I hope, and, and it is my belief. I'm, I'm ever the optimist. I, it is right. my belief that I, that there are more parents out there that are more hands-on and that are more active. Oh, the shift is changing. Absolutely. I've, I've like seen you. more of it, but I've I feel like they, there are, it's a it's a dangerous level uh, zone that we're in right now with all the different types of of avenues that parents can use as crutches, so that they don't necessarily have to work as hard to to teach their kids what needs to be taught. Yeah, and and I also think that uh, the but, education system isn't really helping either. But that's because you know the government just likes to not provide any sort of money for the education system, but you know, that's another story for another day. Right. And I think the one of the things that, that you and I have talked about a lot is that you, you can keep finding, well, and, and then there's going to be this and then, and then there's going to be that. And then mm -hmm. this is going to, you know, it's a snowball effect yeah. where even, even your boss, Rob, um, has stated that, you know, why even, you know, it, you got, you got to remove yourself from yeah. that almost. So for me, what I have felt the most, that message I want to share um, or that you asked me, I mean, we mm -hmm. talk about all this stuff and to be quite honest, I was a little intimidated to come on here. Um, but cause I'm sharing my thoughts with, with whoever mm -hmm. normally I just share with you. Tens of people, <laughs> tens of people, <laughs> just you, you know, yeah. ten, hun hundreds of people, hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you, you have an influence in, that I have recognized as being powerful and amazing. I, I count myself lucky to be a part of, of your your inner circle, my friend. Oh yeah. Um, well, you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you it's, no, you're, you a bro, you're a bro, bro, you're a bro. 
I appreciate it. Uh, no, it, it does mean a lot. But I, and this is kind of why I wanted to bring you on as a guest because there's always these <laughs> these very intellectual, I guess you know some would say stupid, some would say idiotic, oh, others would say intellectual and uh, thought provoking, and I would like to think the latter of all of our conversations. Yeah, so well, if, I mean, it's a pleasure. I appreciate the I appreciate the the nice things you said, and I think being a dad and the way it has changed me is something that I don't understand why it has not changed others. Mm. Like the immense responsibility that I have um, for him, I don't know. I can't put it into words, but watching him change, watching him develop, watching him learn new things, watching him mirror me, mm -hmm. which, you know, if, <laughs> if you're not paying attention to that, what your kid does, like it should like automatically click and like, oh my God, I know exactly where he got that. Yeah. You know? I Most of it. And I think I'm not trying to blow more smoke up your ass, but I honestly do think that a lot of your perspective comes from the from the um, the angle that you nearly died right at the birth of your son coming into this world. You are almost on your way out and you've been given this gift, a new lot on life and new perspective from being tumor free and now presented with the the job of being a single father i mean i, I think you're taking it more seriously because quite frankly but let me ask you something it's, why it's been would presented you to you why would you not though no, that's the point that's why i don't understand. because some people don't get that opportunity of getting that perspective a lot of people don't a lot of people don't go well i could have died yesterday because of this golf ball sized tumor in my brain so i'm going to look at my you know being a parent in a different way I think what affects me the most is that right now, so many, I see so many people, I, I read um, an app called Flipboard and I yeah, it's just like a news, God, news site I thing, right? I love Flipboard. It's amazing because it tailors it to what you're always looking for because the new AI that's coming out that will run our lives anyway. So it won't even matter. Yeah, no. Just plug in, <clears> yeah, tune plug out. In, but, um, I get a battery. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read a lot of stuff that, cause I get so many different perspectives and for me, Information's information. I don't care whose perspective. It's honestly sometimes I don't even care if it's the truth. I want to. I like to see what what are people thinking. Yeah. Even if it's a lie. Yeah. They're still thinking it. We have a thirst for knowledge. Yeah. I like to watch consciousness grow, yeah. and I'm watching it literally with the stuff that is written about the politics and life, the moms, the dads. I'm reading what people are complaining about, whether it's true or not. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. the fascinating thing for me. It's like, well, it's their truth. Yeah. If, yeah, they're, their truth. if they're on there, they're complaining yeah. about things and then it's their running, truth. And I'm running into the same complaints. Even now like, we have a bunch of positive, you know, like we have a Tony Robinson's, we have the, uh, Tony Robbins. No, Tony Rob. Is it Tony Robbins? I think it's Tony Robbins. Yeah. Big teeth. Yeah. Really aggressive. Yeah. Very like, but you'll do it. Comes out with drumsticks, but never <laughs> plays the drums. No, it's really doesn't. weird. <laughs> um, hey, I ain't got. I I love him. I like listening to oh, him. He's got some great motivations. Yeah. Uh, I uh, and uh, be honest, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Rocky Balboa. I'm or I'm sorry, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I'm they got hey. great uh, infra. Imp they've been places. <laughs> they've seen some things. So yeah, if they got they've some infra, few, yeah, they've, they've got some inspirational they've things. They definitely I'll changed their their perspective. Absolutely. Um, no, I do. I have. I absolutely. I went through the, an inspirational kick, um, but for the most part, it has always been a, a focus on how. If I see, I don't know. It just for me, logically, if you do not make yourself better, and change is always required. Um, most people, when they want to go out into the into the wilderness, right, where they want to go. If they're going to, if they're going to go camping or they go hike or where do they normally go? 
for the most part. Just well, you mean like to a lake? Or? Okay. Well, you said a lake. Yeah. So that's like wood. That's pine. That's 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 a adventure, right? That's the only thing I can think of when I think wilderness. Okay. Well, what, what if I said swamp? No, oh. no, I don't want to hang out in a swamp. Why not? Because humid what? and there's so? alligators and snakes. There are people and, like that. I uh, I'm not a swamp person. Okay. Would you say most people would go to? Um, yeah, like Lake Tahoe. Lake, lake yeah. Tahoe versus yeah. the versus the swamp. Falls. Okay. Fuck yeah. Right, okay. Right. I just want to. Just to make sure. Okay. A little bit of, little bit of Joe Pesci there. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, so my point is, is that in the swamp, you have, you don't have a lot of change in the environment in the sense for water. Mm. Okay. The water's stagnant. Okay. And that stagnance creates a different environment of usually decay. Okay. That's the, 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 the smells that you smell that mm-hmm. even the creatures look like they're decaying into it. <laughs> you ever seen a, uh, what were the, uh, snapping turtles? I mean, they look vicious, bro. There's nothing inviting about a swamp. No, no, not really. There's, there's a thing called swamp ass. <laughs> there's nothing nice about swamp ass. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I, sh- I shower. I, <laughs> I bathe regularly. I'm just saying that things that's usually associated with swamps aren't necessarily uh, good things. <laughs> Anyway, um, so, but my point is, is that that environment is, it, yes, environmentally, I'll probably, there's probably a science nerd somewhere and it is always changing. Yes, it is changing. But as far as for this principle of this analogy, it is a decaying state mm-hmm. versus like the crater lakes or, or Yosemite, if it's not burning down. <laughs> um, yeah, you're, <laughs> uh, you get this vibrant changing environment. Mm-hmm. And I think of relationships that way. All relationships should should always be yearning to get better to help assist the present mm-hmm. so that the future is not as stressful. And I, and what I read is that people are stressed out. They're mad at everything. Mm-hmm. And whether they're, I don't even think, I think, I think all, a lot, all parents love their children to death. I'm no one to judge at all. I'm not even judging. I'm just saying, I'm seeing a lot of pain. Mm. I'm seeing a lot of suffering. I see a lot of kids that are just, they don't like each other. Mm. You know, or they, you know, they, or they're, or, and then I also see the, the, the message of them coming together, but how can you change what a male will think of himself when you get Incredibles two and you get a dad that literally is like, what? I don't know how to do this. She's a teenage girl and here's a tampon. You know, I mean, he was literally clueless. Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, they're teaching girls that not only is he going to be clueless, but you're going to be freaked out. You're going to be completely freaked out about the safety of your child because he, and this is the, this is the part that drives me crazy. This is what I see. You are teaching young children that dads are not trustworthy. Mm. You cannot trust dad. I have a rule with my son. And that rule is always trust daddy. You will, you can always trust me at any time in your life. You, I am, I have your back. Wow. At all times, it's a rule. It's a rule. What's our, what's our rules? What's the rules that's, of the house? And that's a Always very young that. age to to instill that into your kid. Which I think you know, it's it sadly is is one of those concepts that is so simple, but I think is one of those that are so easily brushed aside because well, it's it's written in there. I'm your dad, yeah. so you should just trust me. Right. But to have that reassurance. I think is important. Yeah. You have to back it up. Exactly. But I think by you holding yourself accountable and say, and telling your kid, especially at a young age, you can trust daddy. You can trust me. That I think that that holds more weight in that reinforcement. Yeah. um, Especially at a young age, because it's so formidable, you know? (laughs) Like there's a story, there's this thing. uh, So to assist 
with him not damaging the you know how kids like to start kicking things or like to kick the back of the seat yeah just being just roughhousing yeah, yeah. rambunctious so, <clears throat> so a way to help is you help identify the object as you know like this is an, an like an actual person mm. give it a name um so the back of the seat you give it a certain no name? no the whole vehicle whole vehicle, oh. <laughs> whole vehicle yeah, is... don't kick the vehicle there oh. you go <laughs> Well, we call him Big Bruce. Big Bruce is our, he's our buddy and Big Bruce drives us around and he gets his place. It allows me, daddy to come see, you know, and we hang out and Big Bruce is awesome. So we don't mm -hmm. kick our friends. We're like, no. Um, and the, the magic ingredient that I have that, that literally in my, my uh, his mom is a great mom. Mm -hmm. Um, she apps like a big portion of his foundation is coming from her as well. And, mm -hmm. um, so it's not just a me thing, but where we come from in the sense of what we're teaching him, little bear, um, is that choice and responsibility is, it's essential. It's a part of life. It, it just is what it is. Mm -hmm. you, know, you deal with it, bro. <laughs> you yeah. Deal with it. So the one chapter I read, which is amazing, will literally fix all of your childhood problems, issues, parents out there, all you maggots. I'm literally saying this out to you. It'll fix your it childhood will, problems? No, it won't fix your childhood. I don't have that. I'm not... That's Dr. Rob. <laughs> That's his job. <laughs> Him and Don. No, uh, no. If you are having trouble with your kid, love and logic. Just look it up. Uh, yeah. And I, I hear that a lot lately. Yeah. Well, every time I, you know, people ask, this is what I use. And it's literally this, this description of choice and it's got, but it's, here's the kicker. And I think this is why a lot of people don't use some of this stuff. Um, it requires you to have to think differently. Oh, really? So you have oh to kind of separate your own, you got to, you got to get out of your own head, get out of your own ego. <laughs> um, even worse, you have to literally learn how to ask questions in such a way Ooh. that, yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh, you got to like, tough. oh, I know, dude, yeah. you have no idea. Like I'm, I'm, you're being sarcastic. I'm being real. <laughs> <laughs> you messing with me. I'm telling you, man, I'm just sitting well, here going, well, do you, how, what? Uh, you've got you've actually and by the time i figure out the question he's already gone yeah, see, <laughs> he's he's in another room on <laughs> so i'm like wait i haven't finished the thought yet dude and, and that's just it you're it's easy for me to be like yeah you gotta think about it bummer oh that's so hard but you actually have somebody's life in your hands like you've got this little life that you're fostering exactly so but, you gotta take it a little more seriously than i do they have i mean i've i read opposing and you know pros pros for it and cons against it about styles of parenting but the one thing that I've learned is that choice and responsibility is so important. And this little method is like, you basically offer them a choice. And I know I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm probably new and I know I'm new to the, to the subject. Thousands of hundreds of thousands of people know about this millions probably. Hmm. Um, I'm just fascinated with it because I'm, I discovered it, you know, three years ago, I dived into it and it worked. Um, but you give him a choice. So it's like this. Uh, my son was kicking the, uh, kicking the back of the, of the seat and he was starting to get into it. He's like maybe one, one and a half. Okay. I can't remember. He's two. Um, and enough to be able to, to, to talk and stuff. And I said, Hey, Hey, like, and in, where I've seen my experience and I've watched plenty of it. So there's more of you out there than there is of not. Okay. For those who are probably freaking out, like, Oh, this isn't, you know, stupid. Um, where the parent goes, no, stop that. Don't do that. Or some variation of mm -hmm. with variation of pitch and kindness or whatever. No, dress, don't do that. Yeah. Dress it up. However you want, Yeah, dress it up. However you want. Make it right in your head. Okay. <laughs> but either way, you're telling, you're telling him or her, don't. And in, I heard that a lot as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Did it help? I, I don't know. I think I turned out okay. Yeah, you're all right. 
<laughs> I heard it, but I usually heard it fading off in the distance. As no, I don't just, go. I'm gone. Because <laughs> I didn't listen. Um, <laughs> no, so the book teaches you instead, like you offer a choice. So I said, you know, like, um, uh, Big Bruce is our friend. And do you hit, do we hit, are we nice to our friends or are we, are we gentle with our friends? And when he was really young, um, like, well, he's really young now, but like, like when he was one, one and a half, I taught him what gentle was kind of like. It was kind of like, you just pet the face, you just kind of lay your head or give him a nice little side hug, you know, or a real hug. Mm -hmm. Um, I associated the, uh, the, the movement and the feeling with the word Mm. so that he could, uh, you know, help him understand that. And I would say, do we, you know, do we kick our friends? Like, are we mean to them or are we gentle? He's like, oh no, we're gentle. And everything, each question is something you, you are providing him the choice. Mm. What would you rather be? What do you want to do? Choices and consequences. It's the questions that you got to figure yeah. out. Because choice and consequence. Yeah. So you create the consequence, but you also, and, and you create his choice as well. And if you're a good person, you won't manipulate that situation to be yeah. a total douchebag. <laughs> Okay, because those yeah, guys are out there yeah. and those girls, are, those women are out there, those men are out there, those moms and dads are out there that would do that. And it works. Sure. Because at this age, they will mimic, they, he's in mimic mode. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I, I, present, and I, I presented that, that, uh, that little thing, like we, by giving a name to Bruce, to the, the vehicle, now he's a friend. Mm-hmm. So there, there's, there's, a, there's a connection there. You make a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said, do we, are we gentle with our friends or do we, do we kick? We don't kick our friends. So do you want to be gentle with big Bruce? Or do you want to keep kicking him and hurt him? Well, I want to be gentle with big Bruce. Guess what he doesn't do? Doesn't kick. Ever. Yeah. Because he associates it with big Bruce. Did you hear that, friends? He does not kick the back of my seat ever. And I don't have to continually tell him to not do it. And if he does like, has he ever? Ever. Even if he does, if he does like start kicking, he, oh, all no. you have to do well, is just be like. Remember what we talked about, Big Bruce? I don't have to do that. I, I don't do that. I give him the choice. Oh. You stick to it. You give him the choice. Just keep doing it that. Doing you it keep that giving him the choice. Like, do you do you want to make do you want to be mean to your friends or do you want to be nice to your friends? Do yeah. you want to do you want to be a bully? This is what a bully is. I don't like bullies. And 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 then you have the you know child psychology where you know uh, well I'm not going to do that and then they want to do it. Yeah. You know I absolutely employ that right then and there. Nice. I go I'm well I'm not going to use that language. Hmm. You, you know, if, do you want to say that word or do you want to go on timeout? Like what, what, what is it you want to do? Cause either way, one of the other is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to use the word, which you want to do. I'm not going to stop you, but then you're going to go on timeout. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is what it is, bro. And I don't, I don't even go into explaining. I just timeout. He's like, no, what are you doing? And I will walk away. I go, you did that. It's timeout. And I don't leave him there for like a hundred years. Right. Like my dad, your dad, or all those idiots did. Just come back three hours later, you're just drooling into a corner. <laughs> well, I, th- I think what the, the secret recipe is whatever you're capable of and what you're willing to do, like how much work you're willing to really put in. And it sounds like what you're doing is you're, you're doing everything like now, I don't want to say that you're you're the golden you're the golden <laughs> no, poster boy no. of a father because I'm uh, sure that no, no, there's there's plenty no. that claim that but are far from it. And I would I, you you're humble enough right now just to admit that you're probably not. But at the same time, you're just you're doing these things that make me go, wow, there's hope. There's yeah, still hope but this that is the, people can do this. But these are the conversations that we have in your backyard, my man. And this is where I start asking questions: Why am I the? Why do I feel mm. like there are no fathers out there who are recognizing this need to teach this? You know, like, as a fundamental 
excuse my language, as a fundamental component of who you are as a boy, mm-hmm. as a as a young infant man, and start growing them up. We are absolutely focused, and we should be, on the release mm-hmm. of the feminine power. Because mm-hmm. she has been shackled like a lioness for uh, since time immemorial. Well, at least since the beginning of writing, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, the oldest profession in the world. What is it? A prostitution. Prostitution. Yeah. Okay. One of the leading issues that we have right now, the respect of the feminine, mm-hmm. right? They're breaking out. They're, they're done. They have their medium, they have their voice, and they have a right to it. Okay. But the problem that I am having is that from the male perspective, first of all, the generations that have learned from the stupidity of how men perceive the, the feminine, would you think that would probably be the best way of putting it? Sure. Like what I'm talking, because you the matriarch. Talking, yeah, like the matriarch and the patriarch, and exactly how those two powers intertwine mm-hmm. together as a unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that we, me and my son do, it's a little jingle that I got from a guy I worked with like years ago, and he did. And I thought that was so cute. That's so <laughs> I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give you a shout out, Josh. Uh, yeah. What gets the job done? Teamwork. <laughs> and, and I started picking up toys and, and to get him involved, it's time to pick up and he go, and he'll kind of look at it and to help him, you have to, I mean, if you want him to do this when he's older so that he does it without you needing you to do it for him, you got to demonstrate it. So I get down there and I'm like, Oh, Oh, I found another one. And just by saying that, well, he's like, well, hell, that turns into you, a game. F you, dude. Where's I? Well, I found one then. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I found another one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just running around trying to find them all. Next thing you know, the toys are picked up. And we're moving on to the next thing. You know, I, I I was thinking about it. And I think the reason why you might feel alone in the, in, in the sense that where are all the other fathers doing it this way? They're all busy. They're all busy doing what you're doing. They they don't have the platform to be like, where are all the other fathers? <laughs> because they're all in the fucking trenches, help raising their kids. And the people that are complaining are those that have something to complain about and have the time to do it because they'd rather do that than spend time with their kids. So the voice of the complaints are out there, but we're not hearing the voice of the of the guys who are doing it. Yeah. And I know they're out there. And I, I the complainers I, I and the whiners. I don't Google research it enough, and that probably that that's absolutely insanity on my part to sit there and question why stuff's not happening. And then you yeah, just won't, won't but I think it. I think it's a valid, <clears throat> I think it's a valid complaint because of what you experience from a day to day on a day to day basis when you're out in public with your kid and you're seeing these things unfold in front of you, where well, it's easy to see these things happen. So well, I'm it's making, easy I'm making to, the connection. I'm yeah. like, because well, you have to understand, all I do is I, I read with an impartial eye the stuff I see on wherever it's coming from, mm-hmm. whether I see it in a marketing, whether I see it through an Incredibles 2 movie. The message is clear to me that right now, man, take a back seat. You've had your shot. Chill. Mm-hmm. Your opinion will be asked if ever. But that is the that right now is the general idea that's coming out, and it will it will continue as it should for you know the the general idea of a hey you need to respect the idea that I bring some serious game to this place, and you you know fall in line. Mm-hmm. I'm a part of this too. I'm a part of this reality, this consciousness. Mm-hmm. So you either going to recognize or you're going to step <laughs> aside, <laughs> and and that message is clear. Um, I want to see and hear more about not only the reparation of of the honor that should be expected from the male, but dang it, we need more like quit selling this idea that men are clueless. They're not, they're not clueless. They just have been, they've been taught to be 
a total ignorant moron, shuffled around, redneck, or whatever version of displaced, uninterested, and incapable male you want to fit that into. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about in general. And, and, and as you said, they're either busy doing something that they shouldn't be doing, not focused on what they should be doing, or they're, they're just living their life the way that they want to. Yeah. I, to me personally, feel you lose that right when you have another conscious being that literally has no clue about what's going on in the real world. And all they're doing is watching, smelling, tasting, and hearing you. That's it. Oh, oh, you don't want to do it? So you're just going to plop them in front of YouTube Mm -hmm. or a movie. And you do that approach for 14 years. And then at 15 years old or 12 or nine, or I'm sure there's parents here, shit, doing it at six, you know, at some point they tell you to kick rocks and they don't understand me. That's And you you wonder where the disconnect started. Yeah. Yeah. Like this connection with your son or your daughter, it starts the moment it was conceived, like Mm -hmm. almost like they can, and I'm not like, I'm not trying to get religious or like that, but I'm talking about the energy that they feel from you through the womb, Mm. um, from the father. Like, dude, you're there, bro. That's your gene. That's your genetic material in there, you know? And we, we can, and I'll, I told you about the, the, the real dad thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you I, found I, your yeah, real dad, yeah, basically. Yeah, we won't touch upon it right now. Yeah, but we'll talk it, about it another time. He did something in that that was all me. Like, mm-hmm. I would have done that. <laughs> he did it to me. Like, he did it for me. Mm-hmm. He did something so off this wall that I was like, the first thought was, holy crap. That's exactly what I would have done. And he did it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was that connection. And I've never seen this guy. I'm 40 years old and I've never met him, never seen him, never talked to him. And he did something that, I, that relates specifically to me that was just like unbeknownst. Hmm. So my point is that that emphasis, that understanding of how important it is when you're raising that child, like it's almost like you got to seriously like, is it really worth us having two incomes? Let's downsize and be more focused on how this child comes out. But yeah. people don't want people to want do to keep that. up with the Joneses. They and, want to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. They need the money. They need the, and, and with cost of living, I understand it completely. You don't want to grow. You want the best for your kid. And but, sometimes you have yeah. to make those sacrifices. Sometimes it's hard to see what the best is when what you perceive is the best is the bigger house, yeah. the better car, absolutely, the, but, the better data plan or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And I just, I feel that if you want to see change in the male, if you want to see change in consciousness, period, it is absolutely 100% going to start with the ones that are opening their eyes for the first time, mm-hmm. like that, that have no clue. We have to change the way we educate our, our, our children from, from not, and I'm not talking about education in the schools because I personally think that's a complete nightmare, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about education from the home in relation to who are you as a human? And guess what? You're a woman. You're the creator. You get to create these things. Like this is a bait. Humans come, little humans come out of other humans. Humans come out of humans. If you say it that way, it sounds really weird. (laughs) At least to me. (laughs) Humans come out of other humans. That does sound weird. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, she had a copy machine. Yeah. She had a baby. That sounds natural. You say, no, humans come out of other humans. Like they're a manufacturing plant. Mm -hmm. They'll just keep, producing them carbon copy machine yep but we are the ones that specifically have um that we know of the ability to consciously change our perception our understanding of reality and actually manipulate and create something that is never was there going to the moon would be a prime example for some reason 
we don't relate that that honor. Like to me, the greatest jobs on the planet, philosophically, politically, economically, for the future of human civilization is mom and dad, or mom and mom and dad and dad. Parental units. Parental units. However you, want, however you want to balance it out, whatever's providing that love, that nurture, that grace, that mm -hmm. peace, that understanding, that that influence of right and wrong, uh, the, the basic foundation of doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. I'm using stuff from all over the place. I mean, mm -hmm. you can use... You know, peace on, or however you want to. The universal yeah, thought there universal is, thought. is to take care of your own and, and peace and grace. prime examples of what is good. And, right. Yeah. If you have that and that influence is coming from day one, then you are going to get in reality a better perception in the future. And if I'm having that thought, if other people are having that thought, then the only thing that's stopping it is from action or taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. And right now, I mean, we got people more more con concerned about. Uh, whether they have the right English, the right math, the right sciences classes. And it's like, look, I have an idea. Why don't you bag the whole education system the way it is and just teach these young humans who they are, what their machine does. That's the body. That's the fitness aspect, mm -hmm. which I absolutely think should be essential in, in the very beginning of the game. Like literally from kindergarten. You're given that drive, given <clears throat> that thirst for, for more and for knowledge and for... Excelling I, as a human. Give them, uh, I like to think, and I, I know this because of my passion. I'm a little bit, you know, I'm definitely biased. Um, and all I want is, you know, I just want it to work. Mm -hmm. And right now I just see, I mean, heroin is one of the, is the fastest growing drug second to pills. Mm -hmm. I mean, like heroin, heroin is a downer. It's, it's a turn off drug. It's a, uh, I don't want to see reality. Anymore. I can't even. I want to close my eyes. Yeah. I'd rather be, I'd rather be, you know, unaware than aware. Mm -hmm. Why would an entire generation want more unawareness than awareness? What is so depressing about yeah. life in America? First world problems. That is Come not, on. That, that is a deep, deep that's, question. Man. That's a big question. Yeah. Why are young people wanting to be Why are we all so depressed? Why are we yeah. so depressed? What's wrong? Um, I don't have, I, a, I, I don't have the answer. I do. I think that I think that our culture is being conditioned to anticipate and rethink what's coming and what's happened. It's possible. We're not living in the present. I think we're living in the we're most. In, we're entirely disconnected from what the present really is. And I think that a lot of that has to do with technology. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the mindset of just who we are as a people that we strive for whatever's coming next. We, we put too much st stock into future events and expectations on things that are so uh, infinitesimal when it comes to the grand scheme of things. But because we put so much hope and, and anticipation into these things, it creates this anxiety and, right. and it overrides our current joy. Well, I, th I think one thing that, that my tumor experience uh, definitely opened my eyes to um, was I had no clue I was I had no clue I was even capable of of doing some of the things that I have done over the last three years. You know a lot more about the story. Um, I didn't even know I could do it. I didn't even know I could. Um, I didn't think I was going to make it. To yeah. be honest. I mean, when I first started at that tumor, I, I couldn't even speak very well. Hmm. I don't know if you remember, but my thoughts were just you were a little slower. 
I was way slower. Yeah. I couldn't even reteach myself um, basic fundamental movements, <laughs> and I would try to practice in front of the, the mirror, and I couldn't recall. I knew what I wanted to say. I mm-hmm. just could not recall the word, and I could, certainly couldn't deliver it to, from brain to, to tongue. Man, that's a scary feeling. Bro, it was an anxiety nightmare of, of mass proportions. I, I mean— Did you my, feel just trapped in yourself? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I think I felt more like, oh, God, what am I going to do? Because my entire career had been around instructing or providing guidance. And movement. and Yeah, and movement, mm-hmm. verbally, like, uh, as well as, you know, I can demonstrate all the movements, et cetera. But regardless, it was uh, talking these people through it. Um and to be, a, I mean, I thought I lost the information. I couldn't mm. recall it. I knew what I wanted to say, but I couldn't even recall the, the damn word. Right. Like, it was, holy crap. It Terrible was, short-term memory loss, brain fart, nightmare. times a thousand. Absolute nightmare. Yeah. Absolute nightmare. And the only solace that I got was holding my son. Mm. And I would hold him. I mean, seriously, it was the, like, like, it was the most calming effect I ever had or ever felt in my entire life. And I and it knew- was that presence. Was living in the present. I think it was that new baby smell. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> you bottle it up. Yeah, bo- if you get bottled up new baby smell. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. I'm telling you, I think it's I think it's the the youth. It's just it, the energy's yeah. coming off of me. Yeah, it, it's the untainted, unscathed, un Do you know uh, that, unabashed spirit of the human that has not been uh, ruined by society yet. That was actually a joke that was done in Everybody Loves Raymond. Do you remember that? Yeah. Story? I, I remember the show. I don't yeah. remember the joke. The grandfather would always come into the ba- the ba- brand new baby and he would always like, he would come to even smell town it and he would just put his nose on the top of the baby's head and go, ah, fountain of youth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just sit there and I would die. I would literally uh. die. And when I got my son, I absolutely had to like. Yeah, of course. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah, funny. Of course. I was trying to get younger. I was trying to absorb his. Daddy needed to get better. <laughs> well, I think it's working. I think the the hits of new baby smell is is working on you. And I think it's turning you into an amazing human being. Thank you, man. Um, you already were an amazing You're human amazing being, being when, you were, uh, when you were riddled with a brain tumor. <laughs> but even after the fact, you are just as good of a person, if not better. And I'm glad to know you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate this. The podcast has been a blast. Um, I'm a little nervous about it. Um, well, it's the longest one yet. Is it? Oh, yeah. my God. Well, I, guess I'll t- I talk forever. You so. do. And it's okay. So, it's all good, man. Well, hopefully your listeners aren't too bored. We'll have you back again. We'll see. Thank you, sir. God bless. Namaste, bitches. The Rad Broadcast.